Welcome to the Breathe Life Podcast. I'm Fahim Mujahid, a Miami-based integrative health and life coach, fitness and nutrition expert, personal trainer, and private yoga and meditation teacher. Each week, we'll explore meaningful content surrounding the importance and impact of living a life of mindfulness or inspiring interviews with the same intention. Together, we'll incorporate a variety of topics given with the same intention to educate, enrich, and inspire one's life. Welcome home. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Breathe Life Podcast. So today, we're going to get kind of deep dive with one of, I'm a fan of this individual. I've been a fan of hers for a really long time now since she became a part of just my conscious awareness of what Miami and who Miami is and a lot of the amazing people that are doing epic things. The person with whom I'm going to introduce the tribe to, I call her Val. Um, she'll explain what she is, who she who she is, what she does. Um, I think, like myself, it seems like she's evolving in so many different areas about impact and really becoming just kind of like a, a meaningful tool and a meaningful access point for the Miami community. So I'm happy to be able to go on this journey and share you guys with this beautiful spirit. Val, welcome to the Revive Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> so I didn't want to do you any I didn't want to do you any injustice by trying to explain and trying to put into context all the good things that you're doing. So I'll allow you to introduce yourself to our tribe. Yeah, awesome. Um, well, like Fahim said, I'm Val. Uh, I do different businesses in the community, or I have different businesses in the Miami community. Um, it's really, you know, it's, it's hard for me to explain who I am and what I do. Yeah. Um, because I kind of go into different depths of what Miami is. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm in Miami, like, tech startup scene, and I've been mm. in it for about six years. Um, so helping Miami grow in that way has been really eye-opening. I'm also, um, I opened up this business recently called Peel, Nice. And where we um, take rescued fruit mm. that other would otherwise would go to waste, and we make it into like this really delicious banana soft serve. Nice. Yeah, it's so good. And when did you start that? Uh, we started it this year, so maybe May of this year. But it has been an idea for me that I've had since 2016. Wow! Congrats. Yeah, thank you so much. And so we're really digging into the Miami community because we're going to like local suppliers. We're picking up the fruit that they would otherwise throw it away because they can't be sold at Publix's or Whole Foods or any supermarket. Mm -hmm. um, and we're trying to just raise awareness about food waste in the city and just making sure that, you know, it could be reused because right now um, it can't be sold because it looks ugly. It literally just because it looks ugly. <laughs> right, right. And so um, it's perfectly good fruit. Mm -hmm. and so we want to just recreate that into making it you know, into something that could be edible and something that's really fun. And so Peel has been um, something I've been doing for, for the majority of this year, um, and it's been great. And then mm -hmm. aside from Peel, I also have a women's organization and um, called Modern Women, where nice. we just, um, we get stories from women mm -hmm. in the community in Miami, mm -hmm. or honestly, like worldwide, we have been interviewing women that's the power of the of social media and the internet. Cause we've been getting the stories of just women all over the world, and mm. we um, we just want them to live a truer self. We want them to be, you know, feel like they can share their story, and their stories have meaning behind them. Mm. And so, um, we, I have a group of these amazing girls who have been helping me raise this uh, community, 
and we've been doing that for almost a year and a half now. So wow. it's been, you know, I, I go into different depths. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's like all throughout this journey, you know, so you talk a little bit about stories, right? And how powerful stories can yeah. be. And a lot of the a lot of the opportunity you give through 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 the program that you started. Um, do you find that with modern women? a lot of people are clamoring for opportunities to share or is it or is it challenging to kind of get people to open up and share their story you know it's not people want to talk mm. and people want to share i just don't think people have people don't feel like they have a platform to do so mm. or maybe they don't think that people want to listen to what they have to say mm-hmm. you no know, i think people think that you have to be someone doing something specific for you to be heard. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we, we're trying to kind of push away from. We just, everybody has a story and everybody should be heard and everybody should not feel bad about saying what they want to say and sharing mm-hmm. a story that they want to share. Yeah. Yeah. I realize that's a common belief that a lot of people have. And I, and I wonder where we, as a, on a society where that messaging begins, right? That, you know, only the Beyonce's of this world story truly matters, right? That have to administer or be seen as some kind of global value in order for my voice to have value, my story to have value. And I believe in a lot of times when it comes to going in and creating space for people to share within our communities, a powerful shift begins to happen. Because I think it's our collective stories that, that unify us all. But yet from a very early, from the beginning, I think a lot of times we're meant to feel as if we have to, quote unquote, become something in the realm of how we're judging the value of other people. We have to achieve a certain level of greatness or a certain level of popularity in order for the stories, the experiences, the traumas, the lessons to mean something and be impactful to someone else. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So... Yeah, we're, we're trying to take away from all of that. And mm-hmm. we're just focusing on who are you? What do you want to share? It doesn't matter the external, anything else, except who you are, your core, and mm-hmm. what do you think you know people want to hear? And we get so many different people wanting to speak. Mm-hmm. And so it's been it's been really uplifting because it's everybody does have something to say. Yeah, you know, and that and that passion from which you, you're, you're talking about, and you could just tell it even as you share it, that it resonates with the core of who you are, right? So I just, I like to kind of think a little, I like to think in reverse, like where does that come from? Like did you, this this quest that you yeah. seem to be on with, you know, it's, it's easy to understand people going on journeys for self, right? It's easy to understand that. It's a little more it's challenging but beautiful to explore everything that you seem to be about, especially with this, with, with the foundation that you're starting, that you created, is allowing, creating a platform for other people's story. This idea for value of story, where did that stem from? Was that some something that you experienced early on that you kind of knew that was a lane that you wanted to create for other people or? Yeah, I mean, I think I have a, a very lengthy story of my own, hmm. kind of how I am, I've gotten to where I am right now. Hmm. Um, but I think what you just said about me wanting to put a platform for other people to share the stories came from an idea of me not having one of my own. Hmm. So, Growing up, I went through a lot of, um, I guess it was hard to grow up, you know, the way that I was raised and Mm -hmm. the way that I grew up in, and I never had anyone to really talk to, Mm -hmm. and I kind of was always ashamed to say my story and tell other people what was kind of happening, Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that 
people who did have something similar or in you know a, sh- a similar story to share or just a story at all to not feel that that you know feel that guilt or just don't feel like you, you have to hold back mm. so I think for me was I I wanted to start Moo with the idea of having people not feel bad about sharing something that they really wanted to share mm. it's, it's just it was something I didn't have in the past for me mm. I didn't have growing up so I wanted to make sure that you know Mo actually started as a school program so oh, it, wow. yeah so it was That's kind cool. of going into schools and teaching women like self-awareness mm. you know things like financial literacy like learning how to say no and just giving them like a platform that girls don't have you know in mm-hmm. schools right now and yeah. so after that I was like why don't we just open that gap for every woman because mm-hmm. every woman feels like they have something to share maybe they couldn't say in the past yeah so it's been it's been that and I, I mean I love stories you know yeah. the way that you and I met it was yeah, yeah. basically putting a platform um, for people to share the stories right yeah yeah and just to kind of give everybody a little bit of context I'm glad you brought that up yeah you know so I was blessed to come in contact with you um, wow, how, how long ago was it? It was this year. It was this year still, right? So I had just came back from Canada, mm-hmm. and you had blessed the opportunity to a beautiful spirit with whom I met, who's also a Lululemon ambassador who had done a, yeah. a TED Talk for you. Yes. And she had said, you have to get in contact with Val. Yeah. Not only because of the opportunity and and and, and the reach that she has and, and her feedback in conjunction with trying to See if that's a next, see if that's a, indeed a next step that you should seek out. But she's going to give you honest, beautiful feedback. And you know, I went into or I came from that conversation, and went, and she was kind enough to share your contact, and I reached out to you. And you know, I think a lot of times we go into situations in our lives, conversations in our lives, with certain expectations of what we can get from it. And here I am, face to face with someone who, in a lot of ways, are holding all the keys to TED Talk. And I've always envisioned being a part of that to some extent. For me, I think what I wanted to do and what I try to do every day is to, even in that conversation with you, relieve myself from the outcome being the purpose of the conversation, but to really see if I can find love and value from just sharing with you. And you were kind enough to move your time around and we met for about, feels like it was, I think it probably like an hour and a half, it felt like it was 10 minutes. And what I took so much from that, because, I mean, you got you got on the whiteboard, you started saying, you just really forced me to think about what I was doing and the impact that I was having. And yeah, mindfulness, but then you're like, okay, but what about mindfulness? And I was like, yeah, it's important. Okay, so then why is it important? And I just, I just left that experience with you feeling so empowered, but also clear that it wasn't, it wasn't enough to just kind of stop where I was stopping my thought process. But if I, if, if the intention is to create an opportunity to hopefully inspire people everywhere you have to be more detailed in 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 how you approach about doing that so so that's a little bit of my interpretation of how you and i come to into each other's consciousness um but i've been so inspired since that since that meeting i'll I'll let you tell your 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 half of that but that's for me how i took it no uh, thank you so much um yeah i think so i've been in miami for about 14 years um I'm originally from Colombia. I'd lived in New York for a couple of years, been in Miami for the majority of my life. And I kind of always find so much, like so much power and just like, there's so much to give in the city that Mm -hmm. hasn't been given yet. 
mm-hmm. and there's just so much growth and so I'm like so pro Miami and so pro the community and so pro like it being coming just like a city that leads into so many different fields and so when I um, I kind of had the idea of, of creating this platform for stories again and mm-hmm. um, making sure that people see Miami as a place that can build that community um, and so I thought about you know what better platform than a TED right mm-hmm. and for those that you know for those that know TEDx is, is just an amazing platform for people to share their stories or whatever their you know their growth and so um, I wanted to do that here and so I, I kind of reached out to them back in 2018 just in the middle of the night, I was like, okay, I want to create this platform for stories. What better way than to do it and not, if it's not through TED? And so I applied for, for TED and they were like, okay, yeah, you can do a TEDx, their stories and spoke about what they were doing in the community. And so many of them got so much from it mm-hmm. um, and obviously got to meet you through it. And I, you know, I want to recreate this and I want to keep doing this in the community because it is an amazing way for people to be heard worldwide mm-hmm. rather than just here. Now, do you find that most people, <clears throat> when they come to you as far as the impact that they see themselves having, do you find that it's your job to kind of cultivate more clarity from that from them? Or do most people come to you already packaged with everything being in order? So, for example, like, oh, my God, I'm a meditation teacher, or I'm a healer, or I'm a health coach. And what I think is important for me to share is the importance of uh, stress reduction or dealing with certain things that may be showing up, how to persevere beyond that. Do you find, as with our conversation, you kind of took it apart a little bit? And by taking it apart, you forced it, You forced me to see, or you welcomed me to see things from a different point of view. Do you find that with talking to people in your past and helping create this platform for them, that is still equally as powerful and, more, and actually almost more important to make sure that you ask those questions? Yeah, I think... I think one of my biggest strengths is mm-hmm. that since I have so many different interests in different fields, mm-hmm. I'm able to kind of analyze things in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, in your in your position, when we started talking about what you know, the paths that you were taken, mm-hmm. um, you spoke so beautifully about your past and you know your family and mm-hmm. your whole history. And so, um, kind of like picking what you feel like it's mostly prominent in the conversation mm-hmm. and at that point was just that specific subject I was mm-hmm. like okay let's go down that path right yeah. so yeah. I mean people that come to me they they're amazing and they know exactly what they're doing and exactly what they want and mm-hmm. they know exactly what to speak to but it, it does help to kind of okay these are the options that we have because everybody kind of has different pathways to do mm-hmm. things and it's just like whenever the conversation goes one way it's like okay let's focus on that like I feel like this is what you want to talk about. So let's just mm. focus on what you want to talk about. You're yes. almost like finding a touch point. Yeah, almost. exactly. Like yeah. people were, are going to have so many different, you know, things are like subjects mm-hmm. at the same time. But, yeah. but what you just said, it's like, what is the touch point right now? Mm-hmm. What do you feel like motivated to talk to about right now? Right. You know? right. Maybe tomorrow will be different, but mm-hmm. what are you feeling today? Let's talk about what you're feeling today. Right. I love that. And that intuitive kind of guidance, that guidance point that we have that exists within all of us and you go through the questions that you're asking in the, in the, in the manner in which you're, you're asking them to hopefully allow that person to arrive at that place. And I remember 
distinctively I remember being in that space with you and you were asking me a lot of those questions. And a lot of what I want to talk to you about meditation and mindfulness made it somewhat easier for me to go there to where I'm like, okay, I haven't had to think about it, but it's in here somewhere. Okay, I got it. And I attribute a lot of that to kind of like using that part of my subconscious and consciousness through the version or through the vehicle of meditation. Do you find that having that conversation and trying to lead people down that journey, do you find it's harder for people to get to that touch point? Or do you, you know, like, because if you don't access it often, if you don't create the language with just stillness to know yourself, to thy own self be true, if you're not accustomed to having that relationship with yourself, if someone walks up to you and say, how are you feeling? Even that question is perplexed because you're like, I don't know. I don't really thought about it. I'm used to saying I feel good, but do I really feel good? So when you're asking those questions, when you're taking that person who's coming to you and they're impassioned about what they want to share and then you keep going, why? And they're like, yeah, you're like, but why? And they're like, oh, because does every can everyone lead to that place easily? Or do you find that sometimes people have to like, you know, what, let me think about that and get back to you in a couple of days? Yeah, I mean, yeah. totally. I feel like I sometimes can't get to the root of things myself. I'm yeah. sure you feel like that sometimes, too. Yeah. Um, so I think it definitely is a task for people to kind of get to the root of things. But I think just being transparent and just trying to be vulnerable. I think vulnerability is something that everyone really has to practice doing and mm. it's it's an ongoing practice for me every single day and I try to be vulnerable like in every single aspect of my life and mm -hmm. I think vulnerability is hard and it's but once you reach that point then you don't you've gotten to the root of what you're really trying to say mm. so I, I yeah so I, I you know it's, it's people are not gonna give you all right away right but I think the more you try to analyze and you know the more you try to focus mm -hmm. and the more that you open that space for them to be vulnerable with you mm -hmm. then you know you can get to a point of like aha this is this is what's been going inside of you yeah. and, and now this is exactly what you're trying to say you know yeah. and that's the point that you want to focus on yeah now do you find that if i were to ask you what makes a powerful speaker yeah. right would you say that vulnerability for sure would be the first place that you would go a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think being a powerful speaker or just putting yourself, like differentiate yourself from the rest is you have to be unique, mm -hmm. you know, and uniqueness kind of comes from vulnerability because mm -hmm. no one has the same story as you. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you are yourself, the more that you're going to stick out or stand mm -hmm. out, you know, and the more that you're going to be a successful speaker. Mm -hmm. I love that. You know, when you, when you, when you think about like presenting, things and, and I started the more I started speaking and getting in front of audiences of people and, and, and holding space for people, but also sharing, I started to kind of go on my own journey to figure out, okay, what was, and it wasn't so much textbook kind of journey. It was more of what was resonating. And I was fine that I started, it became very clear that the people with whom I resonated with the most, almost always began with the story. And it's funny because it seems like this whole conversation, you're, you're a part of your core ethos comes back to story. You're, you're, you're connected to story throughout, right? So there's no coincidence that all of them all start off with a story. Always. So do you find that some of, do you agree that some of the most powerful pre presentations or, or talks that you've been a part of have led to a powerful story or, is, or, or are stories not required in order to drive home that impact? 
I think stories are the core yeah. of whatever you're trying to say. Yeah. I think whatever you take home with you that day, it's a story that you're going to share. Or it's a story that was shared to you. Mm. Mm. So it's important to make sure that as you're presenting it, and this is just kind of like a, the, the thought process that I go through is, you know, how can you tie a story into what is it, what you want to share and how you want to show up in this moment, right? Because I think, as I often say, I think we can see each other clearly. I think our brain understands the world that we're experiencing through story. So if you want to draw an instant intimate connection with someone story is a really good cheat code because I can see myself in your story yeah. right haven't even just known a little bit just by you saying you know where you were born and then living in New York I'm like okay I'm from New York right so yeah. even just in your story you can find connectors you can find connection um, yeah. and I think it it I think stories are so important because in anything that you're trying to do people want to know why they're listening you know why am i listening to you what you know why am i buying this product why am i you know taking this class like what's the story behind it mm -hmm. and so i think the more that you are you put that story front mm -hmm. in anything that you do whether it be you know your business or yourself or your career whatever what's the story behind it people mm -hmm. want to know why right Right. I love that. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because I, 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 one of the things that came up for me when I first met you, I was like, oh, wow, that's New York all day. She's swagged out. She has the New York style and flavor. But I often talk about and the pride of just being a part of this Miami community and yeah. culture. And I think a lot of times Miami takes a back seat when it comes to these kind of conversations. People look at Miami as kind of like white linen parties. It's like and very surface. It's very surface. And it doesn't necessarily get a chance to to speak or to touch on the depths that that exist here. And I think about how that transition from New York to Miami was for you. And in in most situations, when that happens, it's easy for us to go back to what's familiar. So I imagine this again. This is an assumption that when you made the transition to Miami, there might have been times where you're like, okay, it may be easier for me to go back to New York if I feel like I, I need to be more connected to culture, if I want to have the dialogue that I'm in search for. I still feel like that sometimes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you do too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to go to these places. Like mm -hmm. when you go to New York or even yeah. when you go to LA, or there's just so many different cities that you go and you're like, ah, this is what I'm seeking. This is what yeah. I love. That people are, you know, people have built this community. People are talking to each other. People don't have to be, you know, looking amazing to just be out in the street. Everybody in Miami just is so surface sometimes and it's yeah. so frustrating. But at the same time, it's just so exciting. Yeah. Because you want to break through those barriers in the city and you want to just, you know, just let people be themselves. So that's why it's exciting to come back home. You're like, there's a lot of work to do here, yeah. but I'm excited that I'm at, like, I'm at a point where I can actually start doing that. Mm. And so a lot of my friends or a lot of people that I know that live in these other cities are like, why, why are you trying to do that in Miami? Why are you trying to build what Miami's not known for? Yeah. And it's like, because there's people there that people are wanting, people want to break through. People mm -hmm. want to break through Miami. People want to just go past that surface. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to feel vulnerable and people want to come down to just our core and who we are as people. And, you know, Miami, like, lacks a lot of that. But, you know, this is what you and I have yeah. been talking about. Is it's, it's, it's a good opportunity to be here right now mm -hmm. because it's only going to grow. And, you know, I think right now we're, we're at a phase where we've kind of established 
uh, platform and yeah. now we're just building on top of it and mm. it's a good foundation I think slowly but surely it's being built yeah and why do when you when you kind of think back or on your decision to find not only pride of being a part of this Miami community but actually be one of the leaders in a lot of the change that we're trying to develop here why did you feel like that was a quest that you wanted to take on you know why why did you feel like because most people would kind of I mean I remember when I was starting trying to get the Miami Miami's officially first mass meditation event off the ground. Yeah, and I remember I that. saying that and someone within that same teaching program was like, yeah, but why try to do that in Miami? Right. You'll be lucky to get like 20 people to show up. Yeah. And then we end up having like over a hundred on the first one and then over a hundred on the second one. And my response to that person before even seeing that was you go to where the work is needed most. A hundred percent. Was is that what really drove you to kind of really anchoring and putting, putting your, putting your voice here in Miami and saying, no, Miami is going to be where I do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Miami is, is it's just a honey hole. Yeah. It really is. And I, you know, why, why leave mm -hmm. such a beautiful place that has so much potential just because, you know, people aren't really working towards it. Like you just put the work, you yeah. know, just put the work yourself and people are going to follow and people are going to listen. And yeah. the Miami mentality is shifting. Now, do you also think like kind of more or less like if you build it, they'll come, right? You think that yeah. because there's what, what, what I find that a lot of people are usually confused by is they think that a lot of this influence and the, the, the audience that we're trying to create doesn't organically exist in Miami. And I'm telling people, I'm like, are you kidding me? They're, they're all around. And it's our ability to call them into collection that, that makes exactly. them, yeah. We need to call them into collection. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's here. Yeah. It's here, it's just, they're all over the place. Yeah. But people care about the city. People want the city to grow. People want to grow with it. Yeah. It's just, you know, it, there's just, they're all over the place, so. I think mm -hmm. there's just a lot of work to be done. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. I'm excited to see you continue to grow. Yeah. I'm excited for you to grow. <laughs> well, here we go. We're growing here together. We <laughs> but you know, but speaking of growth, right? So you have all this stuff going on. Yeah. Right. You're doing all these, you know, you're starting um, your program to help women create a platform to share their story and their value, add their voice to the world. And then you and then you've taken on the responsibility and the impact of something as beautiful and powerful as Ted and you're creating this vehicle again platform for people to go on a global scale and share their story and then there's still a part of you that says you know what i want to become a business owner i want to actually go and see if i could show up in a different space now i found when it comes to my life that stepping into different areas i have to give myself permission to exist in that space i go back and forth a little bit like all right well can you really be a health coach or a life coach you've been a football player for a really long time. And that was the hardest thing for me to do, to give myself the permission to evolve. So I guess the question is, one, when did it become clear to you, this idea for Peel? I know it was something that you had in the back of your mind, but was it hard for you to create space to see yourself as an entrepreneur, to see yourself as a business person, to see yourself operating in a completely different space than what you had already previously worked from, or that flexibility and that versatility did that come naturally? That's a really good question. So what you just said, like, can you give yourself space in, in whatever you're trying to do? I think everything that I am in kind of mm -hmm. has a common ground, which mm -hmm. is giving back, mm -hmm. right? Because with Moho, I'm giving back to the community and I'm helping women kind of have this platform. With Ted, I'm like you just said, mm -hmm. I'm allowing people to 
be heard at a global scale. Mm. With Peel, it just goes so small, but I'm still giving back in the aspect of food waste, mm. right? Mm. So it's just giving back. And so that I think that common knowledge between all you know these different platforms that I'm trying to reach, and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't come from a food background. I, mm. This is my first business that I deal with food, but I think it's important for you to kind of seek that. It's just the same way that you know you have different interested things like if you find that common ground between all of them you're like oh this is this is it at the core mm-hmm. at the core it, it's not it's not a food business at the core it's like a giving back business mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. it's the same goes for everything else it's it's kind of just giving back and i think that that's what i love and so i think like i can go into different fields and i'm sure i'm going to mm-hmm. um as long as i have that at at the ethos as long as i have that at the core of what mm-hmm. i want to do i think like I'll, I'll, you know, I, I'll explore it, right? Yeah. And so for Peel, yeah, I, it, I, I took a, I took a really amazing trip to Bali, Indonesia, mm-hmm. about three years ago, um, and I just saw like how amazing the conscious community um, kind of gathered around just really cool local spots where they would serve amazing, um, like kind of fruit bowls, mm-hmm. and it was just everybody would just come at different points, and it was just like a vibe and a conversation. And it didn't have to involve alcohol, and it didn't have to involve like you looking super nice to kind mm-hmm. of gather in a place. I was like, wow, there's nothing like this back home. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I came back with the idea. This is early 2017, and I found this really amazing guy in A Street who like mm-hmm. sold this like 1988 Italian Piaggio. Nice. And I was like, I want that and I'm going to create what I, the, I saw in Bali. I want to recreate it here. Nice. So I came here and then I started just testing out stuff. So I was like, okay, I started testing out different fruit and how I would put everything together. And then, you know, once you start reading and learning about all these types of food, you start learning like, oh my gosh, there's like a whole background on this Mm -hmm. and you know I started going into like the banana trade and I started reading about you know the food waste and I was Mm -hmm. like okay like now there's sense into this like this is the route I'm going to take I'm not Mm -hmm. only just going to make this like amazing fruit bowl but Mm -hmm. I kind of want to like niche into the food waste aspect Mm -hmm. of it yeah and so you know I started going deep into that and learning and there's just so much to learn I'm obviously still in the course of doing so yeah. and um, then I started you know going to Alapada where all these amazing like local suppliers are just talking to them and hearing their stories and being like yeah you know it cost us to throw this out but we can't sell this to Publix like yeah. you know so at the end you're like oh, well I'll get it like, yeah. I can make something out of this it's fine yeah. so you know I go and I pick up this rescued fruit and I, I still obviously we pay for it. We help them. We give back to them, and mm-hmm. then we're like, okay, now we can actually make that first idea. Mm-hmm. We created from this point, and so that's kind of the journey as to how it became. Yeah. Peel and like now it's it's so exciting because it's it, we've gotten so amazing. We've gotten amazing feedback from the community and from people, and that that first concept of that community that I saw in Bali, yeah. it's kind of transitioned into something really beautiful that could now actually be here in Miami. I love that. You know, I love, first of all, I was just kind of like, I feel like that that story that you just shared was, I was able to be transported through you to Bali, where I'm like, oh, wow, I can see that. Yeah. So it, it just, as you were sharing, I always look for myself in someone else's story, as we all do. And there's two things that came up that I really wanted to make sure I could anchor in. I said, the first thing was, you seem to always, which is what I always tell people is a really good place to start you look for the connection 
thread between all the things that light your spirit up. And like you said, whether it was, whether it may seem out of alignment to someone who doesn't live your story or who, or who are removed from you and yeah. can't see it from your lens, really pill to modern woman, there's a connection of yeah. being of service, right? In that way. And I think a lot of times when it comes to what we're passionate about, I don't know if we, I don't know if we go out our way and, and, and be intentional about how we're making sure that we're seeing where things are connecting and aligning. And I think that's beautiful. So I want to speak to that and use it as, I think we can all learn that if, if there's things that you draw inspiration from, seek out why it is that you're drawing inspiration from those things. And what you may find is that even though it looks completely opposite to some other things, there's a connection between it. There's always it. a connection. Yeah, yeah. I think people are going to see, go deep into their connection no matter what they're trying to do. Like, yeah. You're, you're, you're doing whatever you're doing because you're choosing to do it and there's a reason why. Yeah. So find that reason. Yeah. Why, what is it that, that you're so drawn mm. to this specifically? You know, and again, goes back to just opening up and feeling vulnerable. Like, okay, why am I starting this? Why do I keep going back? Right. If someone said to me the other day, like, if you just keep going back and forth and you just keep thinking about the same thing over and over and over again, explore it. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I think... I kind of go into projects just like kind of I die freely sometimes mm -hmm. and I'm yeah. like oh whatever it'll happen or whatever happens happens yeah. but then sometimes you're like oh you, you afloat and you like you feel like you're good and you're like okay like it's it's, it's working out yeah. but you always kind of have to like seek the why yeah I love that you know something that I also thought was very powerful with what you shared is that it took you going to Bali having this experience to create this image from which you can envision what you've manifested and I say it, I, you know, I, I say this until I'm blue in the face. It's so important for us to be able to, for, our, for this next generation that's coming up, for them to be able to see themselves in beautiful women like yourself, girls to see themselves in you. Because like that stand did for you in Bali, if they can see it, then it makes it easier for them to tap into that vision for themselves, right? It's like if you take someone out of their current environment and show them what's possible, then it makes it harder for them to digest continuously their current environment. Yeah. Right? So I just want to talk just a little bit about, and I appreciate you sharing that, how important do you feel that you actually being in that space, being in that environment in Bali, seeing that, how important was it experiencing and seeing that to manifesting what you have now? Do you feel like, because I feel like had it not been, you could have gone to that same trip, right? And someone that you had gone to the trip with could have given you that same story. Let's say you decided to stay in that day. And they came and they gave you the exact same play-by-play. -play. You could have still took that same inspiration and went on this journey to manifest what you have in Miami. But it was then the experience that you were able to share that made the visual of what you wanted to create so powerful. And I think vision is so powerful. Do you think that that played a huge role when it came to what you were able to create in Miami? Yeah, definitely. Um, experience, I think, breaks out all sorts of ideas and, yeah. and it kind of comes out. Like, wh whatever you're doing, it, it kind of derives from an experience you've had in the past. Mm -hmm. So, I think, obviously, it definitely took it definitely took for me to experience that and Bali for me to feel that and physically be present mm -hmm. for me to say, I want to relive this and I want to be 
you know, feel this somewhere mm. else and somewhere else meaning home. Mm. Because so many people will go to places and they have an experience and say, I want to move here. This is the experience I want to have forever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it really is special for you to say, you know what? I can have the same exact thing that I'm experiencing right now in the place that I call home. Mm-hmm. And I can go back home and I can do this again. And it's just kind of putting yourself, like, try not to put yourself in a box of, like, you limiting to feeling the way that you're feeling just because you're where you are mm. you can transition and feel that same way in a different space i love that i love that yeah wow that's a beautiful takeaway i love it you know kind of circling back and and, and thinking about just closing out our conversation with your beautiful company pill i'm excited to experience and taste it myself you know i think when it comes to creating space for yourself and going out and becoming a business owner. Is there any piece of advice you would give someone that may be listening to this, that until they heard your voice, until they resonated with your story, was probably fearful of starting off and doing their own thing and doing it for the first time? Like, what advice would you give that person? I think the best is to forget that background noise. Mm. So I think a lot of people feel resilient to do something because the what ifs coming from other people. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is this person gonna say? What if I do this? How is this person going to react? Mm-hmm. Or this is so away from my pay grade. I'm not from, I'm not a business owner. I don't know anything about fruit. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about like, you know, organizing a women's program. I don't know nothing about tech. Mm-hmm. Like, who am I to build this? Like, mm-hmm. push that background noise away mm-hmm. and just do it. Mm-hmm. Just, just go into it, you know? The worst thing is it's it doesn't work out. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah. but I think I think you have to really not care mm-hmm. about other people's opinions when you're trying to start something mm-hmm. because everyone's always gonna have an opinion. Right, everyone. Everyone's gonna have an opinion. And, mm-hmm. You know, you may be what's that what's that saying? You may be the juiciest peach, <laughs> and there's always gonna be someone that doesn't like peaches. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, you just yeah. you just gotta start, you know, and, and just not really. And just focus on you. The, I think the more that you focus on you and your growth and kind of, you know, push away everything else, the more mm-hmm. you're going to be able to get to where you want to be. And two powerful pieces of advice you would give someone who's looking to, on any scale, become a better, a more powerful presenter. What, what are, are there two pieces that you would give people to just take away from this conversation? One, um, you have to be unique. Mm. You have to be unique. Mm. And two, you you can't hold back. Mm. I mean, it goes back to what I just said. You kind of have to forget what other people's thoughts are going to be on what you're about to say. I love that. And you just got to, you know, give it your all. I love that. Well, you know, well, first of all, you're one of those beautiful spirits I can talk to for hours. Um, um, but I, I want to be, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be mindful of your time. Um, one of the things that we do here on the podcast are questions or answers that anchor. I'm a big believer in anchors. One of my anchors or my anchor is a white lacrosse ball because there's so much connection that I have oh. with that. Um, so what I want to do in closing is go through a few rapid fire questions. And this is an opportunity for you to kind of just see at your core anchor what your response, natural response would be to them. Okay. okay? What do I do? All right. So all you do is answer. All right. Okay. Whatever Pass. comes whatever comes to mind. <laughs> all right. So as fast as you can. Okay. So the first question is, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Um, Patagonia. Ooh. Wow. 
Do you want to elaborate why? Or just, no? No. No, okay, <laughs> cool, all right, perfect. The next question, how do you move? Like what form of movement right now are you doing in your body that feels good to you? Oh, I do so much. Yeah. Um, I do Pilates a ton. Okay. Um, I love to be on the water. Okay. And I, I've been I've been going to the gym. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering why you're looking a little swole. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little I was like, swole. Wow, wow, that jean jacket is busting. <laughs> I love it. Now, how so? How do you heal? How do I heal? Yeah. How do you heal? Give me more. Yeah. Give you more, huh? Give you more. What, what, uh, so when you're thinking, so when you're going through moments of life where maybe you question oh, I get what it. you're doing or where you're having maybe those moments where you don't feel as powerful, how do you, where do you go? Is it meditation? Is it prayer? Is it conversation? Is it a long, is it a long walk? Is it Patagonia? Um, is it pill? Soft serve? Honestly, I, I'm going to be fully honest. Yeah. I cry. Mm. I cried out for a mm. little. And then I sit down with myself and I meditate and mm. then I'm ready to get up and get moving. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. One thing you know for sure. It's, there's a lot of room to do a lot of things and it's exciting when you feel like you finally are starting to find yourself. Mm. I love it. Wow, that's powerful. And the last question requires a bit more thought, right? So somewhere, whether it be in Patagonia, Miami, New York, Chicago, there's a beautiful girl boy, 14 years old, 15 years old, confused about their own journey, where they are, what's showing up for them. They've been through enough to write a book, but they don't feel like their story or their voice matters. And they're listening to this podcast. What would you, what would you... What would you share? What would you want them to hear in closing from you? Your story is worth sharing. Mm. Your voice is meant to be heard. You know, we all go through things in our life and mm. we all will go through way more things than we have lived. Mm. But your story is, is powerful and your story could change someone else. You know, I think the more that you speak for yourself, mm the more that other people can learn from as well. Wow, mic drop. I'm inspired and I'm older than 15. <laughs> okay, so so then for all our listeners, what are you currently working on and how can, and how can listeners contact you? Yes, <clears throat> so best way to contact me is through, uh, I guess, social media. Mm -hmm. um, you can, you know, find my businesses. Moo is at We Are Moo. Peel is at Peel Soft Serve, um, and my personal is at Valeria Alvarez. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Or in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Just find can, me in the streets. You can find me in the streets. I love it. Well, listen. On behalf of the tribe here at Breathe Life, Val, seriously, I. I would probably have to add another hour onto this show if I just started to try to communicate how much it means to have you here. I don't think you fully, truly understand how much I took from our conversation and, and what that conversation meant, not only to me, but the way, where it was placed in my life. It was exactly the right balance between love and challenge that I needed. And it was from that conversation that I left 
feeling like I could take on the world. And I think that what you're doing um, for other people um, should not only be commended, but I know that's going to be probably the sweetest part of your legacy. Is that all throughout the way, throughout your journey, whatever you can do to shine a light on someone else, to allow their story to be heard, is what you're about. So, you know, I know that there's going to be a lot of beautiful things that mature to continue to grow naturally from our relationship, because I know the universe placed you in my life for a reason. But just know, um, if all I knew was everything leading up to this moment, not a second more, um, you would forever have an impact on my life. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you for sharing. Thank you. All right, guys, there you go. Great life. Peace and love. Hey Tribe, so if you're excited about the Breathe Life content and you want to find other ways to stay connected, the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure to type in Fahim Mujahid or Breathe Life into the search bar and check out all the mindful things we have.